0: What we've seen with um, with a lot of wallets and you know crypto users to date, like if you've ever tried to go and get you know your friends to go and use a crypto product. Um it can be pretty scary for them. Um, And I think what we're going to see is uh, we'll see businesses becoming a larger segment of the actual uh, direct users of public blockchains. Um, They will then create products that uh, rely on on on-chain interaction, um, and then they'll surface those products to end users. And end users might not know which blockchains that they're actually using um, or how they're actually using it. They just know, hey, I'm doing this specific function that provides value to me.
1: Hey everybody, Tanner here with Wagney Ventures. On today's episode, we have Justin Gregorius, co-founder of Pine Street Labs and formerly with A16Z and CoinList. For anyone who's new, this is the Wagney Ventures podcast where we do company snapshots with interesting founders from across Web3. Check out wagmyventures.io to learn more about the syndicate behind the podcast. But for now, let's get into it with Justin from Pine Street Labs. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Justin Gregorius, co-founder and CEO of Pine Street Labs. Justin, how's it going today?
0: Uh, it's going great, Tanner. I uh, really appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to chat. I know we, we actually have a ton to talk about. So let's just jump in. First question I, I typically always kind of start with is just a little bit more about you and kind of your story and, and what brought you to launching Pine Street Labs.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, so a uh, quick background on me, um, really got interested in crypto uh, when I was still in college um, back in 2016, um, became uh, pretty obsessed with Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, ended up starting uh, the crypto club at, at my college, um, and then um, ended up joining uh, CoinList as an early employee there. Um, I was at CoinList for around three and a half years. Uh, And while I was there, I was spent running, you know, token sales, token distributions, um, then went on to be involved with uh, lending, trading and staking there. Um, After CoinList, uh, I had, uh, I was at A16Z for around six months. Um, While I was there, I was doing a lot of stuff um, around on-chain operations for uh, for the fund, uh, mostly related to uh, on-chain governance uh, and staking. Um, And uh, I guess like, so my co-founder and I, uh, his name is Phil Glasman. We actually had lived together for the last two years uh, on Pine Street in San Francisco, uh, which is where the name of our company comes from. And um, he had also spent his entire career working in crypto. Um, he worked at places like Bitmain, was the founding engineer at River Financial. Um, and you know we would come home from our day jobs and uh, hang out in our apartment and talk about um, some of the problems we had. Um, and uh, and one of the major problems that that we would always kind of touch on was how difficult it is for uh, you know businesses um, for businesses in crypto to effectively manage and extend the functionality of their wallets. So uh, you know if you're a business in crypto, you really only have three major options um, in terms of kind of managing and extending your wallets. Um, the first one is to roll your own solution, um, go through and hire a wallet engineering team in house. Uh, This is pretty time consuming, very expensive, um, very hard roles to hire for and typically not um, the core business um, of the business that actually needs the service. Um, You know, they're focused on higher level business applications and whatnot. Um, The other option is to use a a third party provider like a custodian. one of the problems with using custodians is that they just move um, very slow and they're not very customizable. Um, so if you are a business that needs to do something very very bespoke to launch your own product, um, you're probably not going to have that support uh, from, from your custodian. Um, and then the last option would be to uh, use more retail focused tools like a browser wallet. Um, and uh, that's obviously not sufficient um, for when you're dealing with you know, LP money or customer funds that are in you know, the millions or billions of dollars. Um, and so we just figured that there needed to be a better solution here. Um, and so that's why we wanted to go out and build Pine Street Labs.
1: Yeah, I love it. Super interesting. So uh, just high level, what is Pine Street Labs and, and what are you guys building?
0: Totally. Um, So Pine Street Labs um, is a a enterprise software company that services crypto companies. Um, We're building products to help businesses use blockchains. Um, And uh, we're doing that with our flagship product that we call uh, Wallet OS. And so to take a step back here, you know, again, um, each blockchain that launches brings a totally new set of challenges um, for businesses because they need to support novel applied cryptography. Encoding schemes, consensus engines, et cetera. Um, and especially if for existing blockchains, when there are network upgrades, there's uh, all this diligence and things that need to be committed from the enterprise in order to kind of manage all of that. Um, and so this is very costly and it's not really an optional cost. Uh, these businesses need to go through and update their wallet software and manage their wallet software if they want to be interacting with these blockchains. Um, and so wallet OS uh, is a system for automating workflows building transactions and deploying wallets for any blockchain. Um, We've built it specifically for enterprises with scale and security in mind. Um, So that's like a lot of words, what concretely is it? Uh, Concretely, it is a control plane and an API. Uh, The control plane manages modular applications and the API provides a unified interface uh, for users to interact with those modular applications. Um, These modular applications or modules uh, are registered to Wallet OS and they implement a set of interfaces to surface blockchain functionality to end users via the API. Um, and so, uh, if you think about, you know, custody being comprised into three layers, um, there's the data layer, which is concerned with fetching chain state and mempool information for the network. There's wallet management um, or uh, wallet management is a collection of functions that manipulates these wallet objects creates these transactions and manages the ownership model of coins um, and then signing is you know actually the, the, the crucial step for changing ownership um, and wallet OS is middleware that uh, that basically exists below business applications and on top of signing devices to basically facilitate all of this functionality
1: got it super interesting so just to Dig in on that concreteness a little bit more, like specifically, what are some of the things that enterprises are wanting to do or be able to do that it's it's currently difficult to do? You you touched on this a bit, but, you know, what's going to be possible um, because of the work at Pine Street Labs?
0: Totally. Um, yeah. Uh, the question as to why does all this matter? Right. Um, and uh, the answer to that is, um, you know, businesses in crypto are increasingly wanting to use uh these public blockchains to produce the the products and business lines that they need for their business. So a really good example here might be, um, you know, staking, for example. So um, if I'm a custodian or an exchange, and I want to go through and I want to not only support a, you know, a new asset for send um, transactions and, you know, be able to have users deposit it, but I also want to have them be able to um, stake their assets or stake their tokens from my product, um, you need to be able to construct uh, the actual staking transaction, which is going to be different from that send transaction. Um, and so, if you're if you want to get staking live for say five different blockchains, um, those are different messages uh, to actually tell the chain that hey, these assets are now being staked to this specific validator. Um, there are technical differences across these different blockchains. And the idea with WalletOS is that now you have a unified interface via this API to where you just need to hit the same endpoint. And WalletOS actually handles all that technical nuance for you. And you don't need to worry about how do I construct a staking transaction on blockchain X versus blockchain Y.
1: Got it. Got it. That's really interesting. So I'm really curious about... Uh, some of the thinking behind going the non-custodial route and how does it connect with some of the bigger philosophy at Pine Street Labs? It may, it may have been totally a pragmatic decision, too. So I'm I'm not kind of trying to force an answer here, but I'm just curious some of the thinking behind that.
0: Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, there are a lot of companies that are focused on building signing processes, whether these are MPC companies um, or, you know, existing providers like custodians and whatnot. Um, I think that, that is, uh, there are a lot of interesting and hard problems there. Um, I think that the area that is less served is the area that we're working on, um, which is basically this messaging layer that, um, that interacts uh, with signing processes or above it. Um, and so we wanted to really just kind of be laser focused on this problem, rather than expanding the scope of uh, a super large problem to include uh, the the signing part as well. Um, and and we also understand that a lot of our clients they already have their signing processes, um, and they don't necessarily want us to come in and prescribe signing processes to them. Um, and so that allows us to work with a with a wider set of a, a wider set of, set of clients there.
1: Got it. Super interesting. So how are you guys thinking about adoption and facilitating enterprises entering Web3? So I'm I'm kind of thinking specifically in the context of the bear market where, you know, potentially outsider sentiment might be at especially low points, right? So I guess I'm thinking about go-to-market. Is is outsider adoption a big piece of things right now? Is that maybe a down-the-road thing? And you're kind of working with uh, the clients you've gotten traction with now. How is How is all that going?
0: Yeah. Great, great question. So, um, you know, the way that I think about this is, uh, don't try to, you know, go and convince someone of, hey, not only should you care about crypto, but then you should also use our products. Um, I think that for us, we want to go and service crypto native businesses that feel this pain every single day, um, rather than trying to uh, bring people that are maybe not convinced that they want to use public blockchains for their business functions yet. Um, And so we have a specific focus um, on businesses in crypto, like, you know, custodians, Exchanges, uh, staking as a service companies, um, wallets that want to go multi-chain, um, basically any sort of business that wants to interact on-chain in, in a very serious way. Um, but I do think that over the long term, I mean, like you know, I think like in thirty years, for example, um, we'll see every business in some capacity uh, using public blockchains um, for either business functions or launching products. Um, and uh, I think that that adoption um, will come from you know products like wallet OS, um, but. You know, I don't think it would be uh, very wise of us to go and try to uh, to sure. convince people that aren't currently building on that.
1: Yeah, totally. That makes a lot of sense. So I want to zoom out here because uh, I'm really I'm really curious about kind of the possibilities here. So I'm curious about what interesting possibilities are you most excited about for what could be built at Pine Street Labs, and maybe things people aren't even aware of are are possible yet or available at scale. Um, you know, what what are what's some of the thinking at the frontier here?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, what we've seen with, um, with a lot of wallets and, you know, crypto users to date, like if you've ever tried to go and get, you know, your friends to go and use a crypto product, um, It can be pretty scary for them. Um, And I think what we're going to see is uh, we'll see businesses becoming a larger segment of the actual uh, direct users of public blockchains. Um, They will then create products that uh, rely on on on-chain interaction um, and then they'll surface those products to end users and end users might not know which blockchains that they're actually using um, or how they're actually using it. They just know, hey, I'm doing this specific function that provides value to me. Um, And I think in order to get there, uh, we need to make it really easy for those businesses to use any blockchain that they want, any application on top of those blockchains that they want that then provides them to build um, these end products to users to where this technical complexity is completely abstracted away um so that's what I'm most excited about you know you can imagine um you know someone that wanted to launch hey uh here's just an nft application and it doesn't matter to the end user whether these nfts are on Solana or on ethereum uh or on any other chain um for the end user it's just I care about this specific nft I want to go out and buy it and I can do it through this application
1: yeah super interesting super interesting so some exciting news this week. I think it was this week, right? You guys raised $6 million mm-hmm. in a round led by Polychain and there was participation from folks like Coinbase Ventures, Figment, some other great investors. Can you talk about that experience fundraising during this particular market and perhaps also just kind of share any any generalizable insights that might be helpful to others who are thinking about raising in this environment?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I think that, uh, for us, you know, um, we were very diligent about who we wanted to work with as partners, um, and really kind of speaking with people that felt these problems every single day. Right. Um, and so going to them and describing what we were building and the problem that we're trying to solve, um, we were in this interesting, uh, interesting paradigm where uh, our investors feel this problem, right? If you're an investor and you want to participate on chain for your portfolio companies, whether you're casting governance votes or providing liquidity, um, that can be pretty difficult um, with existing solutions. Um, so that is something that they feel every single day. Um, we were fortunate enough to get some amazing businesses to participate as well. And you know they obviously feel it every single day when they're trying to participate on chain. Um, so we were able to kind of like really uh, touch on that pain point um, just because they they felt it, um, and I think uh, you know for founders that are going out and raising uh, in this environment right now, um, I think it's a matter of uh, really just being very very clear with your vision um, and uh, really kind of narrowing in as to how do we uh, ship something that is uh, going to be minimally viable. So, so like something that we can get out very uh, quickly, but still built correctly um, and actually start to show some traction. Um, I think uh, having a defined uh, kind of roadmap is super important. And um, especially as we kind of deal with the current environment that, that we're in right now.
1: Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, I'm curious about this, uh, you know, on that on that roadmap piece, you know, say everything goes great. Bear market becomes bull market again. You know, what is, what's happening at Pine Street labs uh, five years from now, say if, you know, everything proceeds kind of according to plan, which, you know, tough, tough assumption, but, (laughs) you know,
0: yeah, yeah. uh, Planning five years out in crypto is always, uh, is always a hard task. Uh, You know, five years ago was 2017. Uh, A lot has changed since. Um, So um, I think about it more in terms of like, uh, let's, let's, Think about like the next 12 to 18 months, um, and I think uh, the way that we think about that, it's continuing to add support for more networks, um, add support for new transaction types, um, and really kind of work on this uh, product feedback loop of you know uh, shipping product to clients, seeing how how they're using it, seeing what they like, what they don't like, going out and like iterating on that, and can really developing that process that will allow us to take you know this huge piece of marble and kind of you know carve uh, a statue out. Of it over over time, um, so that's sort of how I think about it. Um, I think that you know the the first idea is let's go out and solve this problem that we know is very acute and does exist in in the market, and that it's hard for businesses to use blockchains. Let's solve that first, and then let's hear what their other problems are and what is tangentially related to what we're doing that we can easily extend our product to ease those uh those secondary acute pains that pop up once we solve that 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 first one. Um, so it's more about like a framework as to how we think about um, our product going forward rather than having a super defined set of this is what is going to happen in five years because, you know, crypto changes so fast. I think it would be a fool's errand to kind of think that way.
1: Totally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, general advice, we, we touched on some fundraising advice, but I'm curious more general advice for folks that are, you know, whether they're on the sideline right now or whether they're kind of in the game, already building or thinking about building uh you know what general advice would you have for kind of navigating web3 um you know uh just building in this space
0: yeah um solve problems that you have um you know i think uh i think you know, the best businesses come out of uh, these like secrets or non-obvious knowledge that you can only gain from, you know, personal experience. Um, and think about the problems that you have either as like an everyday user or an operator or a builder in crypto. Um, what are some of the things that you wish existed that would make your life a lot easier and extrapolate that out? Are other people going to find that um, find that valuable? Do, do, uh, do other people have this problem? Um, and I think uh, having that that unique knowledge about something like that then allows you to go through and build uh, the best product to actually solve that. So that's what we did with Pine Street, where you know Phil and I had this problem every day for the last five years, and so that's why we wanted to go out and solve it. Um, and I think any builder that's out there, um, you know, uh, try to solve problems that you have every single day because you probably have unique knowledge that you don't even necessarily recognize as being unique because it's so in your face every single day.
1: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, you know, what are you guys working on right now? And just wrapping up, kind of what's the best way for people to follow along in your journey and uh, maybe even get involved, help out?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the best way to get involved or, you know, stay up, up to date is to go to pinestreetlabs.com. Um, you can request access to WalletOS OS there. Um, once you sign up, you'll also be included in our newsletter, uh, which we send out on a monthly basis. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at, at Pine Tree Labs. Um, and in terms of like what we're focused on, um, we're continuing to focus on uh, shipping support uh, for, for new blockchains, shipping, uh, shipping support for new transaction types, um, really kind of focused on building this uh, product feedback loop I talked about. Um, and we are actively uh, hiring for, uh, for senior software engineer roles right now, people that have a background in Rust um, and applied cryptography that want to work on hard problems.
1: Very cool. Justin, thank you so much for the time. Really enjoyed chatting. And I can't wait to keep watching all the great progress as things progress over the next uh, weeks and months.
0: Tanner, really, really appreciate it. And uh, have a fantastic day. You
1: too. Take care. Thanks.